Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday Morning MB Pro Call. Today is January 20th. Just really crazy to me that it's already January 20th. But but anyway, I'd like to welcome you to the MB Pro Call. Um, those of you that are here live, as well as those of you listening to this via recording, which of course you can do by subscribing to Motor Vitality and uh, on whatever podcast application you use, and um, or by going to motorvitality.com where you can listen to years and years and years worth of archives. Um, I, uh, although that being said, I am two weeks behind, I think, on getting them uploaded. We They changed the format that we're using, and, and so um, they will be uploaded here very shortly. Um, so if you're going back to listen to this over, then that, that would be why, um, if you couldn't find last week's. But uh, anyway, I'm going to start the call off the way I do pretty much every week, which is by asking, is there anything anybody learned this last week that you wish you had known before? Anything that happened that is worthy of sharing with other professionals across the country or anything that we can help you with? Any questions you might have? Anybody have anything? Well, if nobody has something, of course I will. Go ahead, Jen. I think, did somebody else say something? I thought I heard somebody else first say something there. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I heard somebody at the same time, Jen, but go ahead, please. It, it might have been my cat in the background. So. <laughs> um, I'd like to hear from your cat, please. Yes, yes, he has a lot to say this morning. It's snowing yeah. outside. He's not happy. Um, anyways, uh, so listening to the news as I was waking up this morning, uh, there was they were talking about how Texas is going to be in the 80s and then dropping down to um, the 30s and, you know, possible snow, ice, things like that. And it kind of reminded me of how important it is to – Keep in touch with your customers um, and possibly have some sort of a, a monthly email that you send out, have email addresses, things like that. So when something like this happens or when there's anything, boil water advisory, anything like that, you can send out an email to everybody just notifying them of what they should do. Um, you know, when you have weather dropping down, I know last year or sometime within the last couple of years when um, Texas had a big freeze, then there were a lot of issues with the water softeners um, because they're all outside. For those of you that don't know, um, most of the southern states will install their systems outside. And so this is just a good time to make use of that email address and, and you know, send out little reminders like that just so everybody knows. Yeah, just to stay in contact. You know, um, I was uh, back when um, back when I was in sales. You know, back, <laughs> back way back when I started off. We we talked about this around the holidays. I, I think I was talking to Maria, one of our MV pros, because she she is still sending out um, like you know snail mail stuff, like cards, like holiday cards and stuff. And I did that for the first year that I was in sales. I I sent out. Um, you know, holiday end of the year call cards to everybody, and then I started ended up with so many customers that it was just it just was so time consuming to spend out 
you know, to send out hundreds and hundreds of, of those cards. But I agree with you that it was really important to stay in contact with them. So what I started doing was um, emails for sure, but even then there weren't a lot of emails out there. Nobody was, definitely wasn't texting. I mean, you, not like today. I mean, I can't believe how many sales close via text nowadays. Everybody, everybody texts way more than email. In fact, it's, it's kind of crazy how that's changed, but but I, it, to go a little step further, Jen, um, if you have a CRM that you can start to customize, so it's not just this generic card that gets sent out or, or email or anything like that. If you can t- customize it to, you know, and have certain lists, and this requires some work to set up, you know, but you can have some list where you can send things out. So I had a, a field in my CRM that I put, um, called RO mailing list. Um, and these were all the customers that I had spoken with that had bought a, um, a softener or a filter and who had told me that they were interested down the road in getting a reverse osmosis, you know, so um, that they, they might be interested in getting a drinking water system. And sometimes when I would see something like that, like a boil water alert or a um, you know, some a newspaper article or something like that, that would be, then I would send that specifically out to those people on the list. So you can create several different lists and narrow it down. You can, you know, with the CRMs now, you can tag them, you can create tags, right? So where you can run a search on, and, and some of them may, may be on a couple different lists, you know, but take a look if you're using a CRM, and I mean, your suggestion, Jen, about staying in touch and, and making sure that they understand that we are a resource, that, that your company is their phone a friend when it comes to to water issues, right? And um, but then you can, if your CRM allows you to do it, you can go in and actually create tags and customize it and and make those emails a little more personal, so that so that when somebody opens an email from you, it's it's relevant, it's relevant to what they're facing right then and there. But um, so more than just that, those holiday cards definitely stay in touch. You know, I, I believe that we should be touching our customers in contact, contacting our customers a minimum of every six months, once every six months. And sometimes that's just a phone call. Sometimes it's a quick little email. Um, but make them personal, you know. Make sure that, that it's not dear homeowner, you know. Um, I get those cards and emails from the person I bought my car from a long time ago and they're so generic that they just I can tell they're generic and and they they're the generic ones are not that impressive to me anybody have any thoughts on that it's a great suggestion and thank you anybody else have thoughts on that I, I guess just to piggyback up on that a little bit, um, many of you have probably heard me talk about the guy that I didn't buy the windows from, mm-hmm. and I still receive emails from him every once in a while, but I've referred him to three people that have built brand new homes and big homes that had a lot more windows than I did, uh, just because he was so professional and he was, um, you know, he was he was double what we ended up paying. It was outside of our budget. Um, but then I guess that might lead a little bit into our topic today. You know, it was my story. Um, and he understood that and, you know, I've referred him over and over again and he might talk about, you know, energy saving or this new type of window that's come out or, you know, we have this referral program 
And, yeah. you know, I appreciate that he still sends those out. Yeah, like I said, we talked about price last week. I know, Jen, you were um, in California and not with us, but we talked about price last week. Um, and, you know, and and that was a point that I, I wish you'd have been on to mention this, you know, when we talked about uh, whether or not people buy on price or how to approach the pricing issues and, and stuff like that. And sometimes sometimes it's okay if they don't buy from us. And you're, that's a prime example, your window experience where where the price was, it was a factor in your decision. But that guy has made more money off of you because he was professional and didn't guilt you into it and still acted as a professional, um, even though he knew you weren't going to buy from him um, because of your referrals. I mean, he's he's made a ton of sales, so it's a, that's very true. So, um, all right, excellent. Uh, anybody else have any thoughts on that or any any other questions before we jump into our topic? All right, so what we've talked about this over the last decade of doing these calls a few times, and but I, I really think that it's important to to talk about it again, to come back and and to kind of discuss it again. And for those of you that have read my book, you know there's a, a story, a couple stories in there about kind of prejudging and and looking. One of them was the the 28 year old grandfather <laughs> that that I had where. Um, for those of you that haven't read it, I'll recount it. I, I pulled up to this mobile home um, already prejudging. I mean, it was in a – I'd had a couple appointments in this mobile home park before, and it was just, you know, not not anything. And it was a house lead. It wasn't a creative. I didn't know know the people. So I, I really thought it was going to be a, a very short little little thing. And I, I walk up with my test kit and – um, there's a coat hanger holding the front door closed. The door's obviously been kicked in or out, and, and so there's a coat hanger holding it closed. So I, I knock on the door, and when I go in, there's a a, a guy that answers the door. The, the place is filled with smoke. I mean, they're just like, like you, you've got the guy, his girlfriend, and and his very pregnant 14-year-old daughter all sitting at the table smoking like crazy and and I so I went in and I did the this very fast presentation and and they the guy the the brand that I was carrying at the time was pretty expensive and but well known in the area so you know at the time it was like $2200 um for the softener which um I know now those those same softeners are you know depending on where you get them from at least a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars more and 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 uh um the so i was uh um i went in and i i very quickly i mean there were dishes piled in the sink you know no room on the counter i tested the water really quickly said you know i you know what are you looking for and he told me the brand which was the more expensive one i said okay how do you want to pay for it and he, he says well can we finance it and i'm thinking of course he wants the finances so now i i pulled out the paperwork back then we weren't doing the stuff on the um on the computer like uh like most of the companies do now like aqua finance does it you can do the stuff right online it's so easy now um and uh but you pulled out the paperwork and i filled it out enough you know just enough information to be able to call into the company to to have them um to have them uh give me an approval or or not and i, I call them i'm on hold they didn't even wait i mean it was like they they 
it's like they had something that flashed up bright red warning warning because they they it was like not even no we're not going to finance him it was like i can't even believe you called hell no we're not financing him i mean obviously they didn't say that but it was like that fast you know so i hung up and is there anything you know are you is there any you know maybe we can look at a less expensive system is there anything else that you're you're looking you know you're looking for and and he goes, no, I really, really want that one. And he goes, hang on a minute. And he goes in the back room after a couple minutes, and I'm packing up my stuff and, and really kind of thinking this is a waste of time. And I'm packing up my stuff, and he comes back with $2,000 in cash, you know, like $2,100 bills. And he says, will you take will you take 2000 And, I, you know, and, and of, of course I did. I mean, I I took it. And that's and we put the system in. Um, talk about completely opposite of prejudging, you know. And so, um, I mean, I mean, it was it was me prejudging for sure. And, and in fact, in many circumstances, I probably would have prejudged myself right out of that opportunity. Um, I'm probably fortunately I fortunately I didn't. In fact, I will tell you there were a whole lot of other issues going on in my head. Like I can't believe you're about to spend two. I mean, you get a door that's kicked in and held together, held closed by a coat hanger, and you're putting a a two thousand dollar water softener in, and and the the thing the water softener is worth more than your trailer, <laughs> you know. And and I'm thinking you got a 14 year old smoking pregnant daughter here. You're 28 years old. There, they seem like they're better uses for this two thousand dollars. That's that's what's going through my head, right? Is that I can't believe we are. You're putting the money. This is where your priorities are. So, if there's a lesson in that story that I took from it today, and that I want to share with you, it's that, um, of course, prejudging, right? You can't. You have to treat every every situation like it's like it's a potential opportunity like jen was saying you know it, um she didn't the guy didn't get the sale but he's gotten tons of referrals because he still treated it like a professional opportunity he didn't go in and look at the um look at it and say this isn't going to be enough money it's not going to be big enough um you know with the windows and with with me I'm lucky that I got that sale like I said because I I was in internally at least and um really thinking no way and in fact I was judging the guy um but years later what I can tell you and this is the, our topic today is it's not my story it's it's it was his story he he that was his priorities i might there there's so many things about that guy's life that i disagree with or that i would be personally uh w- would do differently but it's not my story. And that's the thing that we have to remember when we go in. I, it, what prompted this topic is I was talking to somebody else the other day. We, we were actually talking about financing, coincidentally. And, and we were talking about whether or not people finance. And, and this gentleman has an area of, of his territory where, you know, homes are $5 million homes. I mean, they're, they're, these it's not uncommon to have these gargantuan homes in some of those areas and and he said he doesn't even talk about the financing or if he mentions it he doesn't talk about it a lot because um because nobody that's buying a five million dollar home is you know four thousand dollars is a blip to them they're not going to finance it you know they're not they're not putting it on um 
and and it made me think okay that's that maybe that makes a lot of sense that logic makes a ton of sense but what about the ones because if you're not closing a huge percentage you know if you if you've got a closing ratio of around 50 you know 50 to 60 percent that means half the people that you're talking to are not buying from you and so it seems to me like you would want to use every single tool in your arsenal and it's possible that just because somebody put in a you know lives in a five million dollar house that that maybe they want the points on their cards maybe you know or, or well i mean that wouldn't do the financing but um you know whatever their um i i think it makes sense to talk about it you know to 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 not assume bottom line is we can't go in thinking that we know what they're going to do or not do without asking those questions you know another example of that is with the demonstration with the with the um the sales demonstration right i i can't tell you how many salespeople we've talked to that when they start they learn how to do the soap flask I mean, think back. Most of you on this call have seen the soap flask demonstration, right? Where you're actually you go in and you pour the soft water through the through your mini, and then you have the hard water, and you show how. Do you remember how impressive that was the first time you saw it? How that blew your mind the first time you saw that? Yet, how many of you are doing that in the home years later, every time? And what I what I hear from salespeople is. Well, they've had a water softener for a long time. They already know that they're supposed to say, um, you know, not use as much soap. They know they know what hard water does. No, they don't. They, they first off, the salesperson who sold that to them, if they even knew who the salesperson was, didn't do the soap demo either. And that's why there's so many. You know, they they've had years and years and years worth of the soap manufacturers telling them to fill both containers up and to use more soap and to buy more soap. People trying to sell them soap way more people because you know trying to sell them more soap and get to use more soap than one potential water softener guy a long time ago or gal that that did a soap demo before the sale and didn't do an in-person follow-up to remind them that they're supposed to use less soap and so you what you're doing there is you're telling your story when you're going in there and you're assuming that they know all about that stuff you're telling your story and it's not your story it's their story so how do you determine what story they need to be told you've got to ask questions right you you know so that's how you determine it's just, it's a choose your own story they get to choose their own story but you got to tell them the story that they um i mean it's their story you've got to help them write their story okay and you do that by by asking questions you know we we have and it's a simple question you know when it comes to financing it's uh um you can ask or you know are you uh, how do you ask it early it's a reasonable question the doctor asks you all kinds of personal questions when you go in before they they give you a prescription or a recommendation they're asking you all kinds of questions personal questions when was your last bowel movement right it's a personal question so you can ask them how do you how do you generally make investments for the home do you do you finance them do you um Put them on a credit card. Do you pay cash? How do you generally do it? That's a that's a legitimate question. You can find out. Go and sometimes you might find even the people who live in a five million dollar house might say, "Oh, you guys finance," 
And and maybe you know, look, I I um, had this happen just this week. One of our um, one of the people we work with, finding you know, finance got all the way to the point, did the did the rate, and they realized that their you know the interest rate that they could the lowest rate they could get down to was seven point nine, and the customer had a, a credit card that had a, an equal rate, but also gave them points, you know, for. And so if they're going to pay it off anyway, you know, the customer just decided to put it on, put it on the credit card and do points, um, get the points for it. Okay. That's great. But it was an option, right? That, that who cares how they paid for it? It was their story. They paid, you know, but it, the option was there. It was, it was offered, right? Um, you know, going back to the soap, you can ask the question, you know, how much soap are you using? Are you, you have a softener, you've had a water softener. Have you been using less soap? You know, how much soap do you use in your dishwasher? You'd be amazed at how many times people are going to answer that question. Well, I just fill both. I use the tablets. That's what most people probably say. I use the, I use the pouches, the tablets, the things that, I mean. Okay, did we lose Kelly? Hello? Yes, we lost you. Okay. I thought, well, did I lose us? <laughs> um, so um, to, to I guess, talk a little bit more about, there, there was a, the, okay, he's back. There was something that I had to add to it, but I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> yeah, Jen, I'm sorry. I, that happened last week, too, when you weren't here to, to pick up. I don't know why. The phone just, like, apparently that's my sign that I'm talking too much. I need to shut up and let you guys. To, um, so, um, so you have a button over there somewhere, don't you? Okay, Kelly, I'm trying to get a word in. So, what do you guys think? I mean, do you agree with with this concept? I mean, the most important thing here is to remember when you're walking in there that it, it doesn't matter what your history is or what your experience is, what your you know what you think they're going to do. You you have to you have to remember that it's their story. Jen, I, I would love to hear what you have to say, or in, what anybody else has to say about this topic. Well, I, you were talking about the soap demonstration and um, how even though they've had a water softener for years, they doesn't you know doesn't necessarily mean they know they understand. And I know that that's 100% true because there's so many times we've gone in to replace a water softener and, you know, we mentioned using less soap and, and they don't, they never knew that they were supposed to use less soap, um, you know, and their glasses are etched and things like that from their dishwasher. But there was another time I remember going, I was um, shadowing with one of the MV pros or an existing salesperson and uh, they had, uh, she had, just moved into the house like six months prior everything had white all over it but there was no iron staining so her husband's like no we don't need a water softener but then once we started talking and she actually had her abash um dishwasher and she had the service technician coming out for the second time in six months for a brand new uh or uh dishwasher so anyways you know, once we did that soap demonstration for her, she's like, oh, my gosh, that makes complete sense, you know. And so she was able – her husband kept insisting that they didn't need a water softener until she – we were able to explain to her this is why 
you're having so many issues and why, you know, you're using so much more soap and your soap's not lathering, things like that. And the, the Malibu treatment, she brought up the Malibu treatment thing, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but so, yeah, they don't know unless you show them. Most people don't understand. It's just something that sits in their basement. Yeah, well, that's that's right. And they, I mean, half the people, not even half the people, I have to say the most of the people out there that have a water softener, they probably didn't buy it, buy it themselves. I mean, when you think about the number of, the, the way salespeople do their sales, salespeople are not explaining anything to people. You know, they're going out there and they're they're just, there's putting it in, maybe the builder put it in, maybe the plumber put it in, maybe the well driller put it in, maybe the, um, you know, maybe the salesperson, maybe the salesperson did come out and do that big two and a half hour long scare show, you know, um, the, the magic show scare tactic sale and, and they bought it, but they didn't understand all they, the, because they bought it originally on a motion saying, oh yeah, it's probably something we need, but they didn't really understand it conceptually. Right. So, so go in there and and make it their story. Don't assume that they know that stuff. You know. So what do what do you guys think? Any anybody else have I, somebody else on the call here? Give me an example of when you've when when a customer has told you a story about what they wanted that you didn't expect. Does anything come to mind? Anybody else have an experience to share there? Like confession. Please, my children, please share share your tale, your tale of story. I don't know, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> well, please ask your question in a different way. So what? Like like that? Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? So so basically the you know like a where you went in expecting one thing and then the customer basically told you another story, meaning they, they did something completely different than what you expected. You know, they made a decision different than what you were expecting when you walked in. Well, you just don't make assumptions. That's one of the four agreements. <laughs> don't make assumptions. You never know what you're going to get. I recently yeah. had a and she lives in a mobile home with terrible iron, like five parts per million of iron in her water. And um, when she put water in the dog's bowl, it just a few minutes later it was turning orange. But um, yeah. she, at least she got the K5, she got the water softener, and she wrote me a check right then. There was no dilly-dallying around. You know, she made a decision mm -hmm. immediately. So, you know, you, you just never know what to expect. You, you don't, you just don't know. You can't, don't make attention. Just do your best and make your best presentation for everyone and you'll make... <laughs> You'll do well. I don't know. Exactly. You know. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly, right? And, and, and it, they exactly what you're talking about. You know, they're with the dog. The dog dog bowls are a great way to find out what the customer story is. You know, to, to find that out. Um, five parts per million of iron is that's a that's a lot of iron. That's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of iron. Yeah, that's pretty, good. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think that um, the the biggest that most sales professionals run into is um, surprise, I guess, is that somebody wants the reverse osmosis. They don't focus on that. This is a whole other topic. And yeah. um, but, you know, they aren't presenting the reverse osmosis. I just talked to somebody who was in Florida 
And um, he says, yeah, I don't really talk about the reverse osmosis because not many people want it. And I said, well, why don't they want it? And he's like, well, because, you know, the water tastes okay out here and and they're fine Mm -hmm. with it. And I'm like, but do you present it? And he's like, well, no, I don't really talk about it. You're not going to sell it if you don't talk about it. And Mm -hmm. But I think, again, that is, you know, people, they go in and they'll say, oh, no, I just want the softener. I don't I don't need that thing in the, the kitchen sink. But then once you present it and you do the tea demonstration, they're like, well, wait yeah. a minute. maybe that is a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that, it reminds me of that client we had in New Jersey, Jen, where, remember that? They, were, they hadn't sold a reverse osmosis system in years, and we right. were doing the training. So I took like three of them after we did the training down to the local grocery store and we looked at the eye because their TDS, their, their natural TDS coming out of the water was only like, I don't know, 80, 90 parts per million. It wasn't much. I mean, it, they had natural low pH, but, you know, not high TDS. And so they were like, yeah, the TDS is really good. Nobody around here buys reverse osmosis systems. And so we went down to the grocery store and looked at how much bottled water was on the shelf. Like people, they, they've still got an entire aisle full of bottled water here. People are buying drinking water systems. They're just doing it in plastic because they don't know you carry it. They don't know, they don't know you do it. So it's not your story. Just because you wouldn't put it in because you have 70 or 80 TDS doesn't mean they wouldn't. In fact, the evidence shows that they would. In fact, we went out and, and that first week when you and I were out on the road with that, we, we, they had like an 800% increase in sales. And not wow. because they were selling more um, more uh, uh, systems, so they weren't selling MS. So 800% it was not like a like this, this gargantuan amount. They, they went from it's like selling if you only sold one, one yeah, from one to eight exactly. So, but I remember seeing that 800% sales increase, and it wasn't because of the other systems. It was because of the reverse osmosis. Suddenly, they started putting in reverse osmosis systems. Um, and it, because it's 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 not your story as a salesperson, it's it's theirs. It's what they're looking for. So anyway, um, as always, guys, I want to remind you, everybody, uh, those of you that are new on this call, we're always looking for topics. Okay, so if there's something that you think we should talk about or or would like us to discuss, or, or um, please hop in. If you have anything to add, please pop in there. Let us know that. Reach out to us as well. Um, beyond that, I want to say thank you very much, everybody. Be safe, uh, stay healthy, and we will talk to you next week, if not before. So thank you, everybody.